You're listening to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast, a comfy, cozy place for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. This is the place for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. And welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Cindy. Here in episode 59, I continue my conversation with Jamie Schreier of Practice Freedom U about time management strategies for busy business owners. Now on to our conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm back with Jamie Schreier of Practice Freedom U, and we're continuing our conversation from last week on the topic of just boundaries, time management, burnout, what what all's affecting us helping professionals here at the moment. So welcome back, Jamie. Thank you so much, Cindy. Glad to be back. Yeah. Yeah. I know we talked a little bit about um, how big of a problem it is and how tough it can be for helping professionals, especially in the time right now when so many people are seeking out support. Um, So maybe thinking about how can we switch into more of a business owner mindset and what are some strategies that may be helpful for the business owners to either uh, pull back a little bit, recover from some of that burnout and be able to build their businesses around them so they can continue to help people. Yeah. Well, the the great Stephen Covey once said, and he's, he's the dude that, that wrote the book, the seven habits of highly effective people. Very famous book, everyone draws from it. One of the, one of the um, habits that I drew from it is um, always begin with the end in mind. Very profound yet simple thing that I, even I can remember for years that I've been using that, that thing. But what that means to me is anytime you look to address an issue or address, your, address a problem, uh, really anything, you need to start with the outcome. You need to start with the end to determine what you do today. And in this case, in business, and I'm sure everyone has seen it, and you know, we're entering the, the, the 2022 and we're on our way. I think it's important to get clear in what's your vision of your business. And well, what does vision have to do with time management and helping me deal with all the stuff that's on my plate? Well, again. You, you can't make decisions in the present without a meaningful future. And, you know, when you start looking at what you want from this business, what does it look like? What role does it fill? Who do you want to work with? How big do you want this to be? Well, if you say, like you told me, uh, I believe in the last episode that, um, well, for the foreseeable future, let's say the next you know three years, four years, whatever, you go, all I want is a typical lifestyle business, 10 to three, four days a week, the people that I want to see, um, and I will be as happy as a clam. Well, that's going to make your decisions right now very different than if you said, I want a group practice, I want at least five other uh, therapist that's working for me. Um, I want to do some in person, some remote. I want to have maybe other um, other services. Your what you're going to do today 
is going to be very different. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that, that end, that outcome, then you cannot make decisions right now and you get caught up in the reactive world. You get caught up to just reacting what's happening in the moment and not having clear, controlled thinking of what you want to do today because you know it's moving towards something that is really meaningful to you that you want in the future. So that's the number one place that you absolutely want to start with. Yeah, I think it's so important to envision what you want and have that end in mind because I see way too often a therapist and other business owners are just caught up in reactive mode. They're just living day-to-day, managing things that come up day-to-day and not thinking about what it's going to look like. And sometimes when you're caught up in, in that, you know that you might want something different, but because you're in it, it's hard to maybe get out of it. So think I see a lot of times people say like, oh, well, in the new year, I might change my schedule or raise my rates, or when this happens, then I'll do this instead of taking action right now to bring you closer to what you imagine your business to be like next year or what you want it to be like. And it can be so hard when you're just caught up in living day to day and managing the crisis that comes up, you know, clients may be canceling and then like, oh, can you fit me in later this week? And then it's like, well, and it can be, you just reacting to what is happening and then it's your business is out of your control and it's being run by your clients and all these external factors. Yeah, for sure. And I think the more technology is, is, is obviously a big component of this with the phones, your, your, your get, your brain is getting so overloaded. You know, it's almost like we're having decision fatigue. Like there's all these decisions. Do I want this, 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 and there's all these ads coming at us. There's so much coming at us that if you're not clear on where you're going, you can't make the decisions now. And if there's so much coming at you that you're just like, whatever, decisions are just being made for you. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is responding or reacting to the thing that's happening to you. You basically, you know, someone, someone once told me this, I thought it was really good. He goes, you know what your inbox is? someone else's agenda for you. Yeah. I mean, think about that. All the spam, all the stuff, all the emails you get, it's someone else's agenda to stop you from what you're doing, to stop you from what's most important, to listen to them Mm -hmm. and to react to them. Well, if you don't have some concrete boundaries, some rules of how you organize your time, such as, I look at social media one time in the morning and one time in the afternoon or evening. What if you did that? How much less would your mind get filled with stuff? And how, if any, how would it negatively affect your business? Because here's what they know. And you know darn well, Facebook knows this from everything that's going on. They know how to manipulate you to be reliant on automatically looking at it, automatically looking at it. And it doesn't even matter if Apple says, you've been on the phone for 16 hours today. You, you don't really care. Yeah, it's all, You don't even know you're doing it because they conditioned you like a dog to do it. Yeah. 
And we have to recognize that that's not healthy. It's not productive. And we are reacting to someone else's schedule. So that's, I mean, I know we kind of got into kind of a different uh, area, but I think really, um, really being clear on um, how you in- engage with social media, I think is really, really critical. I think it's important to know that what you're doing with this business, where is it going? I think um, setting goals different than a vision, you know, goals are, are going to be more concrete. So what are your goals for this year? Sometimes people don't want to make those decisions because they're worried they might fail. They worry they might not achieve them or they're just tired of making any decisions. So you have no clear goals for this year. I can tell you right now where you're going to end up, wherever you end up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your strategy becomes what? I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's amateur hour. That 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 is you are just going to you're going to create overwhelm. You're going to create stress. You're going to start, you know, going down roads that you don't want to go down because you're not willing to make those decisions now. And I think that's what we we have to do. I mean, that's what we teach. You, you have to lean into that stuff and say, well, here's where I want to be. I don't know if I'm going to get there, and I don't know necessarily how. But at least I'm clear in when I, quote, cross the finish line, mm-hmm. knowing that you just create another goal. Um, but those, those are two places I would start, uh, not with the social media withstanding, but the other two places is really, what is your vision? What is this about for you? Why is the work important to you? Um, you know, what, what are you doing this? The world, you know, you don't have to do this. And then getting clear, well, where do you want to be next year? If it's just you, it gives you a roadmap. In case you forget, if it's you growing and you're adding some other people, you know, whether it's a virtual assistant or an admin person or an office person or another therapist, whatever, you can now share, hey, here's where I'd like to go. So now you have other people that can help you with that. If you don't have any of that and they just watch you react in the moment to everything, that's going to lead to a very different type of business. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important what you brought up about being reactionary. Like that can get us into a world of trouble and where it's really not even our own anymore. We don't have much agency over what is happening. And I love that you mentioned email because it really is someone else's agenda for you. And one thing that uh, I'll share with everyone that has been really helpful for me, and I've gotten so many people comment on it, and it's my email autoresponder. And it, I mean, it's not really a a new thing, but people, whenever they see it, they're like, whoa, that we can do that. Like, that's really cool. So in my email autoresponder, I do, I say something about, you know, um, being able to have uh, space for things and to uh, practice self-care is really important to me. And I will um, respond back within a week or get, please, please allow up to a week for a response. And then it just says in the meantime, it has ways, you know, if they want to listen to the podcast or just a few things. And I also added something recently because I've been getting a lot of requests for guests on the podcast. And so just tons of emails trying to set things up. So at the bottom, I just have a link. It's like, Hey, if you're emailing me to be a guest on the podcast, here's the application form. I won't be responding through email to these, you know, you'll need to go fill out the application. So that's a way, just little things like that. 
can really cut down on how, mm. how reactive I need to be to things. So it's like, there's, I can decide within the next week when I'm going to respond to the, these emails and it doesn't feel, it takes away the urgency of it. Even though I still usually respond pretty quickly, it's like, I know that I have up to a week. So if I'm wanting to have a self-care day, I don't have to worry about my emails. It's not like I have to be constantly on. So little things like that, where you can just automate things or put your boundaries out ahead of time. And I think that can be really helpful. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, using your email is really, really a great way. And using your calendar Mm -hmm. is a great way to have more control over your schedule and have more control of your time. You know, we talked earlier about chunking. Chunking is let's say you're, you know, available. Like I was, I was available from seven 30 to like seven at night, seven 30 morning, seven at night. Then of course you may have, you know, gaps in your schedule an hour here, two hours there, someone it cancels and you think you're doing good because you're offering so many times to people. But what, what it turns out to be and what research has supported is that actually using a little bit of scarcity, if people want you, they will comply to you. Like if the doctor doesn't work on the weekends, but you want the heart surgery, you're going to wait till Monday at nine o'clock. Yeah. Like if they want you, then they'll wait. If you're just a commodity and they just want anyone, well, maybe that's not your right person if they're just willing to go to the next person down the street because they just want the pack of gum. They don't care whether they're going to 7-Eleven or CVS. Yeah. But, you know, that's having, you know, self-respect and self-worth. So using that calendar and being clear and blocking it out is huge. Like you did, 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And I love the idea of the autoresponder because you can create an autoresponder, click it on at 10 o'clock and just say, I'm currently working, you know, with patients and, you know, sorry, I missed your call. I wouldn't say sorry. You don't need to apologize. It's like, you know, I missed your call. I'm taking care of other people. Um, Please uh, leave a message or click here or whatever it is. And I'll be sure to get back to you in whatever time frame you feel comfortable. Yeah. You're slowing things down for yourself. And not feeling the angst. And there's a lot of angst. Yeah. And you can utilize your voicemail or email autoresponder to really make people feel cared about the way that you word things and the way that they get that response back. And I think it's so important in that response to let them know when they can expect you to reach back out to them. And like you said, I love that you brought up the fact that if people want to work with you, they'll they'll fit themselves into your schedule. And that also helps to ensure a really good fit with clients. Because if it's someone just calling whoever's first available, whoever answers versus someone that has read your website and they've really connected with you and they really believe that you can help them and they're going to fit themselves into your schedule, that probably ensures that it's going to be a better fit client anyway. Yeah. Um, another, um, you know, time tool that I like or time philosophy I like is something called white space. You know, we're so busy and we're so busy going back to back to back with everything is we don't have space in between, right? Uh, I forgot the guy's uh, the singer, the space between. Um, <laughs> I forgot his name. But anyways, um, I, I think, um, you know, there's research around your brain that says when you're 
heavily thinking about something, there's this lag time. And the lag time could take anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes of your brain is still on a particular topic. But we quickly switch to the next thing. We have one patient after another. We have one activity after another. We're going from looking at our phone to doing a note to going, you know, seeing a client all within, you know, the same five minutes. Putting in white space, even if it's five minutes, even if it's 10 minutes, incorporating that into your schedule will help you become more focused and more present in doing that. Um, I, I, I do this now and I definitely did it treating patients. Um, you know, I saw sometimes back to back that I always made sure I had a little break mm-hmm. just to refocus, just to, you know, reset myself. I couldn't go back to back to back to back to eight hours because talking about feeling bad, that person on the sixth and seventh hour ain't getting, ain't getting the same Jamie as the first couple of hours. Yeah. No matter how much I think I'm delivering it. And there's research on that too. You want to have an important surgery. Don't be going to the doctor in the hours of trough around three or four or five in the afternoon. There is research that supports that. There's a reason why the five hour energy drink is so darn popular. So we got to make sure that we're putting white space. We're putting our time to let go of one activity and restart another, um, as well as if you are chunking some activities, make sure there are gaps in there. You won't be less efficient, believe me. You'll actually be more energized. Yeah, I think that's so important because I am a huge fan of white space and I put a lot of white space in my calendar. So, mm-hmm. and more than most. So during my when I had my private practice, I would schedule at least 30 minutes in between clients, sometimes an hour because mm-hmm. I worked with couples. It was I just needed some space to decompress and get myself ready for the next couple so I could show up as as good as I could, you know, so that was definitely really important to me. And I love, um, of course the book deep work that shows like being able to set aside a few hours of time to really dig into something. And it really does make you more productive, more creative, and you're not wasting your time at all. Yeah. Deep work. Uh, that guy, Cal Newport at at a Georgetown, uh, not too far away from here. He's, uh, I mean, it's interesting. Um, I was a part of this group and we tried to get him to come speak and he wouldn't mm-hmm. like to get him actually to speak about his work. It's not a part of his work. Like he likes doing the deep work. He likes creating this, but it was weird. They couldn't get him to come and speak. I don't know. Maybe he chooses what he wants to do and where he wants to put his time, Yeah, but it's his priority. You know, his, mm-hmm. you know he, he can do what he wants to do. So um, he is someone who actually uh, walks his talk for sure. Yeah. Um, I think one of the other kind of tools or tactics that I think uh, sometimes people don't look at a time management thing. I think we talked, you know, specifically about, you know, using your calendar, chunking time. You can use an autoresponder, um, but our planning tools, I think really planning out, um, in this case, your month and using a planning tool of well, what is it that I want to accomplish in the next month? Not the 10 things, but what are like the most important things? Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing or the two things that are most important for me. And then breaking down your week and then asking yourself, what is the one thing or two things that I want to 
accomplished this week that are more important than everything else. This does a couple of things. One, you're taking time to think more about how you want things to turn out. So that takes you out of the reactive stage. The other thing it, it does, and there's obviously the studies, and we heard about the Harvard studies, that if you create specific, measurable, you know, smart goals, there is a higher, significantly higher chance of achieving them than if you don't schedule any goals. Um, but the other thing it does, it allows you to make decisions on things that are aligned with what you want to accomplish. And it helps it make it clear, albeit it's not necessarily easy, of things you need to say, no, not right now, or not yet, which is hard. So you start addressing the real issue of time management is just saying yes to everything and trying to do more and more and more. And what's interesting with all the, all the studies and the research that's out there that says, you know, Doing more, are you happier? Are you actually more productive? Meaning, are you getting better results by doing more? Because some of the, you know, when, when I talk about time management, um, I, I, I sometimes get into this, you know, really deep conversation around, do I really want to give you time management skills to do more? Like, is yeah. that the goal? Are you trying to get more done in the day? Or is the goal to actually do less? See, what, what I've realized in my life is less is certainly more. Yeah, my goal, my main goal is to do less. And I've spent the last two years and it's taken a while to really simplify things and decide what is the priority and how can I do less and practice saying no to things. I've said no to so many things and it gets so much easier. And when a few years ago, I was saying yes to all the opportunities because I thought, you know, that's what business is about. We're growing, we're expanding, but no, it. It led me to where I was way too busy. So I've had to really backpedal and, but it has been amazing after a couple of years of this being my focus. I'm like, wow, I have the business I want. I have tons of white space in my calendar and it's been amazing, but it, it took getting to a point where it's like, this isn't working anymore. And when you do that, what's, what's interesting that it happens is more opportunities come to you. They do more it's things you have to say no to. <laughs> It's a very attractive way. Yeah. When you say no, when you say, I'm sorry, I'm taking a, you know, a self-care day. When you say, Hey, I'd love to work with you. It's just not the right timing right now. You actually become more attractive. Mm -hmm. People are like, wow, because most people don't have boundaries. Most people don't have decisiveness in their life. And that is something that people are like, they take notice of. When you know who you are and what you're about, and more importantly, what you're not about, opportunities come even more versus this person will say yes to anything, right? You get treated differently. So interesting uh, perspective for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my message from this is definitely like, yeah, less is more. It. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't want to do more in a day. I don't want, you know, to use strategies to, to, to get more done. 
I want to wake up every day. This has been my goal every year. I want to wake up every day and do the things that I love to do and that I was built to do. And we all have our superpower. We all have our unique ability. The things that we just do well that other people are in marvel of, wow, you're so good at that. And you're like, really? It's not that hard for me. And all I want to do personally in my life is continue to try to get better at those things, even though I'm already naturally good at it, but just learn more and be a student more and help delegate and allow other people to do the things that I'm not good at that they are. And, and that's probably the last thing I'll leave you know everybody with is, is just the idea of delegate. Hire the virtual assistant, hire the part-time person, hire the full-time office manager. It's worth every penny because every moment you get back that you're able to do what you do best will have a multiplying effect than doing something that you don't particularly like or you're not particularly good at. But we think we're saving money. We think we're like, I should be able to do it. And the ego comes into play. I can't, I can't let go of this. What will they think? Whoever they is, yeah. some made person in our mind. So, um, so that's, that's like the ultimate time management uh, strategy is just delegate it to someone else who loves it. Yeah. And you go keep focusing on the things that you do best. And when people do that, they usually say, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have waited as long. They I never say, they never say, I wish I would have waited longer. Like, no, I haven't heard that. <laughs> of every person I've ever talked to around business. And I mean, it's, it's, it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Like the minute you're like, I didn't realize it could be like this. I should have done this or I should have, I could, don't beat yourself up. You couldn't have done it earlier. No, you weren't ready. Yeah. That's you weren't true. ready to listen. You weren't ready to, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the thing is, wasn't as important as, you know, maybe you had to get beat up a little bit. So mm-hmm. anyway, hopefully yeah. that's a few nuggets. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on here today and let people know how they can find out more about you and about your quiz. Well, yeah, the, the best way to learn about me is uh, take the PT practice quiz. Um, it's, uh, it don't let the PT fool you. It's for mental health spe- uh, specialists, OTs. It's basically for small healthcare providers, but it lets you know kind of where you are in your business, it lets you know how close you are to this next level of business, depending on what you want. It looks at the different areas of business from leadership to financial, to operations, to marketing. It's really quick. It only takes five minutes. And then I give you, um, some solutions and ideas of what you do- can do to help build and solidify your business and continue to grow. Because no matter what, we're all in business. We need to grow. It's just choosing where you want to grow. So it's the ptpracticequiz.com. I'm sure you'll put the uh, link up there. So go ahead and take it. And then um, after that, you kind of go from there and see uh, um, how we can uh, you know, possibly help. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. For episode 60, I'll be sharing the unconventional self-care plan that works for me. And if you haven't yet listened to episode 58, I urge you to do that. In that episode, I began my conversation with Jamie about time management strategies for busy business owners. I'm truly grateful that you choose to join me here for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. For more inspiration and to see what I'm up to, join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys. 
If you're enjoying yourself here, please head over to Apple Podcast and hit those five stars and I'll be over the moon. And if you'd like to work with me, join me in Forest Mind, my cozy small group mastermind for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. May the forest be with you.